Welcome to the Simplicity of Wellness podcast. I'm your host, board-certified holistic nutritionist and professional life coach, Amy White. The purpose of this podcast is to share information that you can use to become leaner, stronger, and healthier by losing weight, shedding inches, maintaining muscle, and managing your mind, all while living your normal, busy life in this modern, sugar-filled world. Hi, here we are at the second episode of the Simplicity Wellness Podcast. Today, I want to cover some more of the basic information that will come up over and over again in the podcasts. However, I do believe that today's information is something that you can take away and use immediately. Today, I want to talk about levers. This is something that I want you to think of as your toolkit. So the different levers that we're going to discuss are basically tools that you have that you can use when you need them. They're nothing that you're going to use as a complete set. It's always going to be take one, take two, maybe three at a time and manipulate them. However, you're going to get this big set. And actually what we're going to talk about today is not a complete set. This is basically the levers that I most often talk about with clients. However, it doesn't mean these are the only levers. When I was thinking about the levers and I was trying to organize them, I came up with three big buckets. There's the food bucket, the movement bucket, and the self-care bucket. Within those buckets, there are going to be specific levers that you can manipulate to change how you feel, how you look, how you approach your goal. And I use the word lever because I want you to visualize that. I want you to think of yourself as actually pulling a lever. In the food bucket, we have a protein lever, a fiber lever, sugar, fat. We have supplements, but we also have hydration. And under hydration, we have water, we have electrolytes. When would you be using one of these food levers? Perhaps if you're trying to bring your body into balance. The first place that I go with clients, and I believe you should go, is looking at your food. Where can you make tiny adjustments in what you are normally doing that would up-level your body? Start bringing it into balance. So you would be pulling these food levers. The first one that I would recommend you pull is the protein lever. Don't worry about anything else. Just look at how much protein you're getting in a day and start to manipulate that lever. For most people, that means you're going to need to increase your protein. I'll come back to that in just a minute. Movement bucket. So I called this movement, not exercise, because those are two different things. To me, exercise is a phase two lever when we're going into body balance. Movement is a phase one lever. You should definitely be moving your body. However, exercise in the form of cardio or muscle is going to be more of a stressor on your body. And a body that's out of balance is a body that's already in stress or under stress. So adding stress can be a bad thing. It can actually hold you back from moving in the right direction. 
If you're trying to bring your body into balance, if you're trying to increase your energy, calm your cravings, calm your appetite, lose body fat, there's a lot of stress already. Typically, there's internal inflammation that needs to be calmed down. That's a huge stressor. So in this case, again, phase one is going to be movement. And the best thing that you can do is walk. Walking is the best thing that you can do. However, having said that, if you are already exercising, if you are already lifting weights, doing Pilates, doing yoga, um, running, uh, biking, I don't know, kayaking, swimming, all those things, and you feel good and you're enjoying it, then keep doing it. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying recognize whether or not it's a plus or a minus for you right now. And for a lot of people, that exercise can actually be a minus. So if you're really finding that you have to drag yourself to the gym or get out there to do your run and you're just hating it and dreading it, I would encourage you to take a step back and just walk. Not even a long walk. Do, you know, a mile, less than a mile. And if you're not doing anything, just walk to the end of your driveway. Go to your mailbox. Walk down the street three houses. Come back to your house. Simple, easy, simple, nothing major, just the little tiny changes. The next bucket was self-care. So we had food, movement, self-care. So self-care is an interesting bucket. The biggest thing in the self-care bucket is going to be sleep. This is something that people come to me all the time to the point where my coaching program, Hangry to Healthy, has an entire sleep module because people are frustrated and they're anxious because they're not getting enough sleep. They're frazzled. You know what else happens when you don't get enough sleep? Your cravings for sugar go way up. Your appetite gets out of control. This is all documented because your metabolic hormones get all wonky and then, you know, the hunger, the satiety gets all out of balance. So sleep is huge. I also have under self-care stress management. So learning how to manage your stress. And for a lot of people, this could be meditation. It could be deep breathing. It could be going to yoga. It could be going outside for a walk. It could be laying in the sun. I mean, everybody's going to have a different approach, but you know what calms you down. Sitting down and reading your book, knitting. It's going to be different for everybody, but trying to understand what works for you. Walking your dog, calling your best friend, who knows. Um, but that's kind of a big one, kind of to be able to wrap your head around the things that make you happy, that bring you joy, that calm you down. Personal hygiene is another one. So just getting up and taking a shower, washing your hair, putting on clean clothes. I know that sounds so silly, but sometimes when we are in a place where we're well below our neutral, those things can seem very overwhelming. So Again, those are all different levers. Maybe just getting up and washing your face is all you need to do on a certain day, right? Do what you can do. Again, these are all different levers. So let's go back. Here's a takeaway for you for the day. Let's go back and talk about protein. So when I talk about protein, when I'm coaching clients about their protein intake, generally everyone is low on protein. They think they eat enough protein, but when we really get down to it and we start, you know, writing it down, looking at the numbers, their protein is very low, typically below 100 grams, which is low. So when when I talk to my clients about figuring out what a protein goal is for them, 
I want them to think about what their ideal healthy adult body weight is. And I say that on purpose because I don't want you to say to me, oh, I want to weigh 118 pounds because that's what I weighed when I was in high school. That is not your healthy adult weight. You are a different person now than you were then. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't look amazing in a bikini. That is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying being skinny is different than being strong. And at this point, we want to be strong. We want to be able to carry groceries. We want to be able to change a tire on the car. We want to be able to move furniture. We want to be able to pick our dog up. We want to be able to pick our kids up, our grandkids. We want to be able to move lawn furniture, whatever it is. You want to be independent. You want to have the strength and wellness to be independent. A healthy ideal body weight is one that where you feel strong and capable, but also look the way you want to look, fit into the clothes that you want to fit into. There's nothing wrong with wanting to feel good and look good. So again, healthy ideal body weight where you are going to be lean, strong, and healthy. That's what we're talking about. Often this is going to put women, you know, 130 grams of protein, 140 grams of protein, 150 grams of protein, 160 grams of protein. It just depends. Everybody's shaped differently. Everybody's bone structure is different. So a healthy weight for one person is going to be different for another person. Now, my kids, for example, are very dense. (laughs) I say that in the most loving way, but they are dense. They've always been very heavy as babies people would go over to pick them up and they'd be like they're like bricks they've always been that way so you can look at my kids and have no idea what they actually weigh people look at my daughter and they think she weighs 50 pounds less than she weighs she is lean she is strong she carries muscle really well but she's heavy when she steps on a scale The scale, you know, her gravity against the earth shows a number that some people would consider heavy, but it's not, not for her. So remember that the scale is a very weird data point. It is a data point, but it's a weird one. So I want you to think about your body as being strong, capable, sexy, all of it. You get to have all of it. What is that number? That is the amount of protein that I would like you to eat in a day. In grams, I'm going to explain how to measure your protein. You probably know this, but you know, some people don't. So I want to make this clear. When you take a chicken breast and you put it on a scale and you weigh it and it says it weighs six ounces and then you push that scale to grams and it says it weighs so many grams, that is not grams of protein. That is grams in weight. Your chicken breast has protein, fat, water. It's got other things in it making up the total weight. Understanding the difference between what that chicken breast weighs versus how many grams of protein you're getting from it is an important distinction. Most food trackers, online food trackers, will do that for you. If you say, I'm eating six ounces of chicken, it will tell you, oh, you're going to get this many um, fats, this many proteins, this many carbs, this many fibers from that six ounces of chicken. That's one way to do it. So that's the goal. Figure out your ideal body weight and then try to hit that number in grams of protein. I also want you to consider that 
If you are only eating 80 grams of protein, let's say, that doesn't mean you automatically go overnight, oh my gosh, I've got to eat 130, 140 grams of protein tomorrow. That won't work. That is a huge leap. You have to start to understand where the protein's coming from, how you can start to increase your protein. If you're eating 80 grams of protein, then try to hit 90 grams of protein. And after that, try to hit 95, then maybe 100. But slowly start making that increase. It doesn't have to be a huge leap, and it shouldn't be. Because if you do the leap, it's going to be very difficult to sustain. You need to understand where you can make slight changes that will increase your protein over time and then make those feel normal and natural. The other thing to do, start with a meal. Just pick one meal and think, okay, how can I increase my protein at breakfast? So if you're somebody who eats cereal at breakfast, so easy, have eggs. Skip the cereal and have eggs. Maybe you don't wanna skip the cereal, then at this point, have the cereal, but then also have eggs. You've just increased your protein. The best thing about protein, the more you're increasing your protein or the more protein you're eating, the more it is going to crowd out the other less nutrient-dense foods. It's going to make the cereal and the cookies and the crackers less appealing because you're not going to be as hungry and you won't be snacking. Protein is my number one lever that we start adjusting with my clients who have a weight loss goal who are trying to bring their bodies into balance. The second food lever is gonna be sugar. It's possible you would have thought I would have said sugar first. I used to actually, but I don't now. I I definitely look at protein first, then we look at sugar. So while you're trying to figure out how to increase your protein, I'm gonna ask you to think about where you can start making small changes that would reduce the amount of sugar that you're taking in every day. It's hard to actually know what to do if you don't actually know where you're at. If you haven't used an online tracker, this might be an opportunity to do that, just to check in and see how much sugar am I eating in a day? How much protein am I getting in a day? What do my calories actually look like? These are all useful pieces of data. I will put some links in the show notes to some of my favorite food trackers. So you can look at those, pick one, they're all free. But that's a nice way to sort of just check in. I don't think anybody needs to track all the time, but every now and then tracking to check in on where you're at is very helpful. Okay, so just I'll just quickly run through my list of levers again. So we have for food, protein, fiber, sugar, fat, uh, water, electrolytes, supplements is another one. Movement, we have cardio, we have muscle-focused exercises, weight, yoga, Pilates. We have self-care, so sleep, personal hygiene, stress management. One of the other things, I think I mentioned it with stress management, is getting out into nature, getting outside uh, every day. That is another way to manage stress. Again, these are there's a lot of levers here. Don't feel like you have to start managing everything. You don't. Just pick one, one thing, and start playing with that. If you feel like you have the capacity, pick two things and start playing with those. If there's one last thing I want you to take away, think of exercise as a phase two intervention. It's a phase two lever. If you are not exercising currently, I don't want you to feel bad about that. It's actually okay. You need to do what feels right for your body. 
And often, until you bring your body into balance, you don't have the energy that you actually need to enjoy exercise. It's a very, very fun moment when that you have that you know click in your brain and all of a sudden you feel like exercising. It's very exciting and it will happen for you. All right, so that was our uh, Body Balance Levers podcast. I will see you in the next podcast. Have you ever said to yourself, I wish someone would just tell me what to eat? If so, today is your day. Go to the show notes and click the link, Your Healthy Kitchen, What to Eat, to download the starter food list that I share with all of my Hangry to Healthy weight loss clients. These are the foods that will calm your gut, eliminate the bloat, boost your energy, and shift you into a fat burner. This list is your first step toward body balance and weight loss for the last time. Thank you.